morning. One of the terrorists convicted over the Bali bombings is set to walk free from prison ahead of the 20th anniversary of the attacks. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. What's led to this decision? Jody, good morning. Well, the Indonesian bomb maker is set to walk free from prison in just days after being granted an early release as part of Indonesia's Independence Day. 52-year-old Umar Patek was sentenced to 20 years in prison after he was convicted of assembling the explosives used in the deadly Bali bombings, which claimed the lives of 202 people, including 88 Australians. Patek was spared the death death penalty and instead sentenced to 20 years jail in 2012 after a decade-long push for justice. But officials have now granted him a remission on his sentence, the uh, the last of many, insisting he had been de-radicalised. The news coming as a devastating blow to victims' families as they prepare to mark the 20th anniversary of the attacks in October. Many victims' families saying this news has come as a devastating devastating shock. Jody. Absolutely, Taylor. Thank you. Patients at a Melbourne hospital are bearing the brunt of the national health care crisis, with wait times blowing out to as much as 26 hours. Surging demand is filling emergency department beds faster and keeping them full for longer. Patients now having to wait in hallways and overflow makeshift tents. Now, winters are never easy in our health system. Never. But when you've got COVID, as well as things like RSV and flu, noting that we haven't had flu to this sort of this scale for a couple of years now. More than 3,700 COVID patients are in hospital across Australia, 121 of those in intensive care. It's official, the NRL Grand Final is staying in Sydney. A bid from New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet, believed to be worth $8 million, brought the deal over the line, but only for this year. The fate of future deciders is still up in the air. The NRL now opting to invite all bidders. Options from 2023 uh, onwards remain available to us, and I think that's really exciting for our fans across the country. Tickets will go on sale next week. It's been revealed Queensland's new domestic violence command has fewer staff than the service's media unit. The damning admission came from Commissioner Katerina Carroll fronting a domestic violence inquiry. As we understand it, 27 approved permanent positions allocated to that, as compared with 38 approved permanent positions allocated to media and PR. The command uses other areas to get their strategic policy and their strategic work done. Okay. But... Um, if you just explain it like that, it is not a good look. Carol maintains she's committed to reform. Australia's unemployment rate has dropped to its lowest level since the 1970s. Sitting at 3.4%, we now have more job vacancies than people unemployed. Right now, there are 480,000 unfilled jobs to 474,000 unemployed people. But workers are being told to get in quick as we approach a peak in jobs ahead of a labour market slowdown expected next year. Australia's minerals sector has scored a major win in international trade. The US has granted preferred status to Australia ahead of China for the supply of minerals for America's electric vehicle battery program. It follows the passing of the Inflation Reduction Act by the Biden administration, favouring countries with free trade agreements by rewriting import and tax rules. 
Former Prime Minister John Howard has claimed an Indigenous voice to Parliament could amount to coercive control of government. Anthony Albanese has brushed off the criticism, saying Howard's claims are wrong. A body that is seen as exercising coercive influence on the government. The voice is simply uh, an advisory body. It doesn't change any of, any of uh, the parliamentary processes. Albanese has promised the referendum will be put in this term of government.